0: intro and then i wanted to introduce yourself and then we're going to get right into it because this is going to be i think one of the most resourceful um episodes today i think it's extremely relevant and i'm sure that everyone's going to be really really um benefiting from hearing um your story so really quickly hi guys welcome to jesse's place a safe space where i your resident realtor and serial entrepreneur provides you with info on life experiences empowerment, business-related info, and of course, everything real estate. And today's focus is going to be on a life experience. Um, Our first episode, we focused on real estate. Our second episode, we focused on um, tips to launching a business. And uh, this third episode is going to be really about a life experience. And um, the key point today is going to be getting back to work, you know, one year after the onset of COVID and uh, during the pandemic, and um, Ori, please introduce yourself, what industry you're coming from, um, anything that you want us to know specifically.
1: Hi, everybody. So my name is Sel Beharan. Uh, you all guys can all call me Ori. Everyone does. The only person who calls <laughs> me today is uh, my mama when she's mad at me, so please don't call me <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> I come from the service industry. I worked eight years as a paralegal at a personal injury law firm, and I've been Um, Side hustling ever since um, as a a hostess and then as a manager, most recently as a manager at a um, restaurant, one of New York City's largest and most busiest midtown pubs. Um, So I come from, uh, you know, uh, an industry where it's everything um, dealing with people Um, and, you know, across the board, I feel like that's something that you can apply everywhere, but that is my background.
0: So, um, just to give the listeners a little bit more about who you are, maybe they can relate to you. Just a little bit about your nationality, uh, how you identify, um, oh, of and also when you say um, uh, the this is the hospitality industry, right?
1: I'm sorry, the what? This,
0: hospitality is yes. that what it is? So, this is one of the biggest industries that was hit by COVID. I mean, they're still struggling. So, yeah. just give us a little bit more background info and then whatever else you, you, you know.
1: so i am a dominican um and i am new york born and raised um i come from you know you know how you know our hispanic households are it was yeah, in my household they was go to school and get an education or go to school and get an education those were the right. two options in that
0: order in that order
1: of course of yeah course. yeah so uh, my mom is a doctor. My dad was an air traffic controller. So I feel like um, being in the business of people has always kind of been in my background. Mm. Um, as for whether it's personal injury at my law firm or the hospitality industry with um, the restaurants, both of those industries were severely hit. Just because you know, if you don't have people outside generating money, you know, and 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 making a way for their own families, it's kind of hard for other industries to thrive and sometimes we forget that when it comes to things like this but the truth is that you need a healthy economy for all of us to really just continue going so um based with you know with covid it was a real page turner for us because you realize just how much money you really spend being able to go out and drinking with your friends and eating Mm. with your friends and having all that fun and then you know when this pandemic came through you realize that a lot of our human connections really came through, you know, the service industry, um, and I think that that's a big thing that I think all of us were not ready to have, but a lot mm. it, it, it was a thing, you know.
0: Right, right, definitely, definitely. So where where are you at now, one year after the COVID um, hit, after the pandemic? You know, not even after, but during this pandemic. Where are you at now, uh, career-wise, and what are your goals going forward? You know, with this big hit that happened to the service industry.
1: Okay, where am I at? Um, the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you hate it there? <laughs> yes,
1: I have a perfect address here. This is where I am. Um, this is where I'm permanently thriving. No. Oh um... <laughs> gosh. All just aside. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, um, even before the the um, COVID hit, the pandemic hit, I was looking back into going into corp- corporate. As much as I love people, and as much as I love the flexibility of the service industry, I am very someone. I'm someone who's very into the structuredness of it all.
0: I okay. loved,
1: you know, knowing that I had to be in the office wearing a power suit at nine a.m. Monday through Friday. I had my weekends off. Had everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when you walk into the, when you work in the service industry, you have to right. be extremely flexible with your schedule because your schedule really bases on demand. Summers are a little slower. Winters are, you know, obviously between November and December, where people are having office parties and Christmas parties, and everyone wants to be extremely generous to their staff. It's a little right. different. So, um. I think that I truly enjoyed the structure of the corporate life. Um, and that's what I'm getting back into. But as you can imagine, if it's if it's slightly difficult for you to be able to change uh, careers when the economy is booming, it's three times as hard to do so in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, yes. So you know, in a market now where uh, offers and jobs are saturated with um, offers and 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 interviews and applications, it's even harder because you, you know, who, who you're portraying on your resume isn't always um, something that conveys through to a hiring manager or someone who's reading your application. You right, can be the right. best person for a job, but if the person who is reading your resume does not connect with you. You don't even stand the fighting chance of actually really being able to even go in for an interview for that job. So it's, it's, I think, you know, as, as much as you can prepare um, your resume or your um, yourself for an interview, sometimes it really does come down to luck, or maybe if you're lucky enough, someone who may work in the company who can put in a good word for you Um, but I think that for all of us collectively right now, it's a little tough because, you know, in the middle of a pandemic where everyone is looking for a job where there used to be two people for every position, now there's 15, you know?
0: Right. Of course. Of course. So how, what's your resolve in regards to that? Are you doing any research or have you found any resources to set you apart? Like what, what are you doing? Now that you know, this is a very clear, um, issue. Because like you said, there's so many people applying for the same thing. What are you, like, how are you dealing with that?
1: I think the best thing to do is um, you need to do a little self-reflection. And I feel that the the underlining, the silver lining underlying to all of this is that it kind of puts you in a position where since you know the jobs are a little bit more difficult to find, it it pushes you into a position that makes you ask yourself, what do I really want? Mm. No, you're not just out here just, you know, applying for jobs, just to apply for jobs. Like it forces you to kind of self-reflect and look at yourself and say, okay, well, what do I see myself doing for the next five years, 10 years? Like, what's my game plan for this? Right. Because you don't want to apply to a position where, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to just apply for a position where in two years, I know that there's no growth and I'm just going to want to apply somewhere else. So, it's forced me to kind of look at myself and say, okay, well, what are the things you really love? And what is something that if you apply to and you get the position, you can see yourself really evolving in this workplace? Well, um, yes. So, I, I mean, I understand that, you know, the, 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 it's all fun and games until you actually physically get the position and then you're really able to see what the dynamics are, whether it be in the office right. or with your coworkers or whatever. But I think that you know, it's a really, really good place to start where if you can at least find a job or a position or a title that you feel emotionally attached to, you'll be much more likely to stay there and continue involving whether it's yourself, the position, the company. So for me, when it when it's comes down to applying to jobs, I find myself um, finding or applying to positions that um may not always necessarily give you know th- th- they don't meet a hundred percent of the criteria that I'm looking for but right. I see growth whether it be financially or title wise or professionally rather right. than just applying for a job that I know which is going to pay my bills right now
0: right because before there was that luxury of was like okay you know I can do this and I can do that and now with uh-huh. this pandemic and, and the ongoing you know how is life ever gonna get but I don't think there's ever gonna be a, a normal maybe it's a new normal right but there's also that like it does make you it does sense you that's what I'm getting from what you're saying it centers like what do you really want in life what are you willing to sacrifice your time on now exactly. and I think it's making everyone appreciate and value their time
1: exactly and that's just that, but it's just like you you keep wondering like you don't know when like you said there may not be ever be the normal we used to know there may be a new normal but the truth is that you just don't know when there will be that you know that satisfaction of being able to say well if I don't like this job I could just apply for something else next week like you don't know that right right, you know. right
0: right right. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a big thing that flexibility is gone now mm-hmm. and also um now that you are centering down on what you want to do and making such a formal decision and, and sticking to it, which I love, mm-hmm. um, how are you investing your time now to get to where you want to be?
1: So I, I'm taking a lot of personal experience. So, you know, a lot of your, your listeners may not know, but I'm a cancer survivor um, and oh. I um, will be three years in remission in October. My cancerversary is coming up
0: um what, what day October what October, so we can October, remember. 18,
1: boo. October 18th
0: okay all right
1: I, I know mama mama's out here you know thriving and my hair's growing back I mean I wish I could say the same for my eyebrows but
0: <laughs> we are working. listen girl I'm on your social media you look fantastic you are just glowing thriving please tell everyone to find you on social media please because you must follow Ori she is a Fantastic storyteller visually. She's got a great sense of humor. And um, please let everyone know where to find you. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm
1: Ori with the story everywhere. Please follow me. I am um, forever shucking and driving for entertainment. My bad days will be your good days. Not the shucking and driving. <laughs> my bad days will be your good days. And I am always making fun of myself because. Well, I feel like that's what keeps me young. I wish that is my eyebrows growing. It's not. I promise
0: (laughs) you, it's not. I mean, but to be a cancer survivor, I mean, I could just imagine. It's just been hit after hit, and then you know now this.
1: It is. It is quite. You know what? It's it's funny because I feel like, and and I don't mean to make this sound like you know a, a walk in the park because it's not, but. I right. often feel like cancer gave me a lot more than it took away. Like, yes, it took away my iron. Oh wow,
0: that's powerful.
1: It made me a nice little gordita. I get it. Like it's <laughs> totally a thing. But um, cancer really gave me a lot. And the most thing the one thing that I'm I'm most um thankful for that cancer gave me was perspective. And I feel like I wouldn't be dealing with this pandemic the way I am dealing with it if I hadn't gotten cancer beforehand. Cause I feel like Oh, wow, getting something as as big as a disease that's, that's literally trying to kill you, kind of makes everything else in your life that isn't going your way seem so small, you know. So right, right. Even though COVID was like such a thing and it was a really tough time for everyone, right, it right. really does put into perspective for me that I'm super thankful that it happens after cancer, because I'm like, okay, well, it could be worse. And I have been through worse, so this, this is a lot easier for me. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, definitely. I understand. We're not going to diminish what everyone's experience has been with COVID. You know, of we course. know that it's been hard on people. Yeah. People have been lost. You know, definitely not diminishing that, but I could definitely understand what you said that you found that extra strength like oh if I could do this I could survive anything oh, yeah, including yeah, yeah. including a pandemic of I feel you you know we,
1: I feel we you. don't want to take away from what everyone's feeling and I know that everyone's taking this pandemic um, right, as differently or, or as best as they can and I know that everyone it, it, you know it's been different for everyone but what right, right. I can tell you is um, that um, for what it's worth it's oh god how do I even put it For what it's worth, it's like we are going through something generationally that Mm. has that has happened before us. Maybe not in the context that we see it, but if our ants, if our predecessors, without less ability, um, were able to get through it, we can totally get through this.
0: Right? You know what I mean?
1: At least it's, it's easier to like you know, write each other and see each other and be around each other, whereas, you know, the our you know, the people before us, they didn't have the internet. You just couldn't like FaceTime someone you love. Like you had to write right. a letter, put it on the ship and expect it to get to them. Like you weren't really sure if it ever did happen, you
0: know? Right. Right. And what about like your peers, the people that, you know, in the service industry with you, what do you, how do you, what's the overall consensus with everyone? How's everyone bouncing back? Is, are people bouncing back or is this just like a dead industry right I now? I
1: think it's a little bit, um, it's, it's again, different for everyone. I know a lot of my, um, restaurant friends who mm-hmm. are bouncing back just fine. Some of them actually worked through the pandemic. Some restaurants didn't shut down at all. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Um sometimes some of them did do the outdoor thing. Some of them didn't do the outdoor thing. Um, so I think it's a little different for everyone, but, um, I think everyone has. I feel like at least from my conversations with my friends, um, a lot of them have found this pandemic to be as a blessing. Like so many of them wanted to go back to school, but they felt like they needed the money and they couldn't go to right. school and they didn't have right. the time. And then when the pandemic shut everything down, some of them are going back to school. Some of them are exercising their rights to be able to find other jobs some of them are going into things that they never thought that they were going to have the time or the opportunity to because they they never thought um it would be a thing so again not diminishing or that the time know, would ever present exactly. itself i
0: can totally identify with that exactly. that's for so sure not
1: taking away from anyone's you know um experience from the pandemic but I feel like every situation has a silver lining. Some of us have found it. Some of us have yet to find it. But right. for a lot of us, it's been working out well.
0: That's that's amazing. I just love your perspective. I just feel like the positivity is just radiating right now. Like, I wish that I could see you in person because <laughs> I, feel, I feel the genuine peace that you have. And I just feel so calm right now. It's just, it, it, I really do feel that you believe in everything that you're saying and that I feel like your experience is extremely genuine and I think it's going to really serve the listener right no, now I um, mean,
1: don't get me wrong I'm not, I'm not saying every day is a good day and I'm not saying that day right. is, you know we're not kumbayaing over here all the time
0: Right, right. And that's another thing I want to ask you, too. Like, what are your anxieties now that you're, you know, you're fixed to go back and you want to get out there? What are your anxieties or worries about returning to work, you know, amidst the pandemic?
1: I mean, the thing is, for me, it's just I think my one of my biggest anxieties is just not having people give you a chance. I feel like sometimes people forget mm. that when you work in the service industry, you really I mean, once you work in restaurants in the service industry, the, the truth is that if you can deal with irrational people when they're drunk, you can totally deal with irrational people when they're sober. I mean, you right. already hit the hard part, right? If you right, right. When they're drunk, you can totally deal with them when they're sober and they actually have some sense. Um, but sometimes, like I say, it's just, it doesn't convey, it doesn't come through. Your capabilities. Yeah, it doesn't come through in a, in, in a resume. It doesn't come through and just, you know. Do you, don't, are, do you, I don't mean to interrupt you, but do you feel that maybe people in the service industry
0: are pigeonholed to one thing? Is, is... Yeah. Is definitely, that like a- definitely.
1: I mean, it, it was a lot worse when I was just a hostess per se. Um, but when I became a manager, I kind of feel it, it's the same way because sometimes people think that oh, you're running a restaurant or you're running. A- That's a- all there- you are.
0: That's it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're working. You're, you're working a service industry job, and they don't understand that the same. You know, um, uh, the the same tangible aspects of that job work well in a store, or work well in a in an office, or work well in a corporate environment.
0: Like doing, your, like doing your paralegal exactly. work. I'm sure that served you as well to deal with exactly. people.
1: Exactly. So I think it's just hard sometimes for people to realize, especially hiring managers, because the market, particularly right now, is so saturated. They're looking for mm. specific keywords or they're looking for specific this without taking the entire globe into consideration and go, you know what? This person doesn't have this background. But I do see... Th- that what they did here can totally translate into what we're trying to do or growing this company or whatever it is. So I think that, um, I mean, patience never been my virtue. I'd be lying to you if I said it was, it's not. <laughs> uh, right. But it, I, I think that um, on both ends, patience is needed um, in order for you to really sit down and go through things and get clarity into seeing how good people can be um for a position whether you're the hiring manager or whether you're the person looking for the job I think that you're going to need patience either way
0: right right and so putting your anxieties and any worries else that you've already voiced to the side how are you getting yourself prepared to get back out there like mentally or physically like what what, are, what is your preparation method because I oh, I believe that if you don't have a plan if you're not preparing to plan, then you're planning to fail. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what are you doing right now? Uh, lots
1: of wine. Lots, lots of wine. <laughs> Yeah, always wine. Same-sies. Wine. So, uh, true, the, the real thing is, I mean, I, I know I joke about the wine thing, but sometimes it, when I do find myself getting ridiculously anxious about a position or whatever it is, um, a little wine does come in handy. I'm not going to lie. Does I'm not telling you to go out there and apply to anything drunk. No, that's not right what I'm going through. But I feel like um when you have a lot of experience and you constantly hear that you're um overqualified for something, it always makes you feel uh deterred in you know, undeterred to, to want to apply to things. More importantly, right. I think that. Um, I'm I'm not going to speak for the men because obviously I'm not, I'm not a man, but for women particularly, I feel um, that sometimes we don't apply to things that we're not 500% qualified for it, which I hate because I know a lot of people personally who are not necessarily qualified for for jobs and they apply and they get it. And it, it really is their desire to learn, to grow, to be better. So, um, with that being said, I have, you know, the last couple of weeks really taken myself out of that qualification box, you know, quote unquote, and realized that if I find a job that I really like, um, and that I feel like I could be good at and that I can learn, um, I am applying for it. Sometimes I hit, sometimes I don't, but I lose nothing in applying. Like, that's something I wish I would have learned five years ago, 10 years ago, because I'll be 35 in October. And in school, no one tells you that. Like, no one ever tells you that you shouldn't come out of your comfort zone and apply to things that you're not necessarily 100% qualified for, but you have specific characteristics that will make that job work for you regardless. So that's really how I've been preparing myself. Um, Obviously, I'm not applying to be the CEO of Apple because, you know right right y'all here looking crazy but i definitely do think that if you have a love of something and you feel like you want to grow and learn that that should be a thing
0: oh girl you are really speaking to me because i feel the exact same way and i feel that you know as a woman and as a spanish woman you know people automatically assume that you should just be doing one thing or you know you gotta stay in your lane basically you know stay in your lane if you look a certain way Mm -hmm you got to stay in your lane. You know, if you have a certain amount of education, Mm -hmm. you got to stay in your lane. So, you know, I totally get all the biases and, you know, it sucks that that's the world that, that we live in, but it's like women like us who are, you know, diligent about like, Hey, you can't do that. You can't put me like into this one little box, you know, I'm not going to stay there. So I love to hear, um, you know, you reaffirm that to everyone who's listening and this could go for, you know, guys, girls, or however you identify, you know, um, don't allow yourself to be put into just one space of who you think, you know, people think you should be, you should just do whatever you want to do. So I'm, I'm just, I love that you just said Mm -hmm. that. And, um, how do you feel now that it's already been a year? COVID hit. When were you? Um, when were you first out of the industry? Was it right away in March? I don't know that your your industry was hit right yeah, away. Yeah, right? it was. It was. Right. Um,
1: I had it was right in March. I was um, uh, I had just left one job and I was still working in another um service industry job, and then kind of COVID kind of swept and put the kibosh to that because in New York, right, right. you know, the service industry was all just kind of shut down in um March collectively. Really, it, it was like. One day I was at work and then the next day, you know, my boss was like, hey, listen, we're going into quarantine. Everyone's laid off. And I was like, <gasps> what? You
0: know? Right, right. Um, so was that the biggest effect
1: on you I, I, during this I whole don't pandemic? I really think the losing the job was the biggest effect. I think that the, um, the uncertainty was the biggest effect. Mm. Uh, oh, the yes. one thing about the service industry, at least when you know, when, when the city is, you know, when there's not a pandemic, is if you lose a job, you can just you can find another one by the end of the week. Like that's just especially in right. a city like New York. If we were living in the middle of Wisconsin, I'm sure that it would be a little difficult because you know, small towns. Yeah,
0: yeah, but New York is a revolving exactly so.
1: and um, yeah. the fact that everything was shut down and we didn't know what the government was doing and things were happening, I think that was the hardest part because we just didn't freaking know were were things opening up? Was it going to be two weeks? Was it going to be six months? Was it like, what was happening? So I think that for me, um, the biggest, uh, the biggest shakeup was just not knowing what my next step was going to be and how we were going to survive. I mean, obviously we didn't know know that, you know, the government was going to step in, that they were going to help us with a few things, that they were going to give a little, um, you know we're gonna get a stimulus, or you know everyone calls it a stimulus. I call it a certain sur- survival because you know it's <laughs> with our rent prices, They know we are stimulating anything, but not- Exactly. I don't think
0: people really can grasp the idea of like the stimulus not really hitting anything when you live in New York because it really does not even put a dent in the cost of oh, living man, in New York. I don't even know. It's, right. it's wild. It's just like oh, right, God. right. To so the rest of the world, it's like, oh, that's you know,
1: right. This,
0: this you know, sort of you guys should be question. fine. And it's like, no, we live in New York. It's a whole different thing. Well, I don't live in New York anymore, but I know what you it, mean. It's
1: just, my, my blood pressure gets all high when I even think about it. It's it's really right. Wild, right. you know? um, But that, that was really the, the biggest thing for me because, you know, I'm blessed enough where I'm stable and I'm, you know, I, I still live at home and I was planning on moving out, but then I, I didn't move out right on time. And then I, I, I'm able to split rent with my mom and my brother, But there's so many of my friends and my colleagues who didn't have that luxury. So I can't even imagine what, you know, their, their um, survival methods were like that. It had to be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: What would you say to someone who is just now trying to get back on their feet or just experiencing something similar to, you know, what you're experiencing or have experienced throughout this whole year? Like what, what is something that you could say to that person? You
1: are the shit. And I know, I know
0: that that's very
1: bold and that's very
0: out. <laughs> no, it's not. You know,
1: I'm telling you because I think you know, if you are confident in yourself, like this, the world in general gives you so many reasons not to be confident. It gives you so many oh, reasons wow, yes. to feel like you are not gonna be on the money, um, that you're not good enough for a position or a title or whatever. And that's a lie, they're lying to you. I'm telling you, hard work. Will outdo talent every single time. I cannot tell you how many times I've been at a job, all of the jobs that I've held, and I'm talking about I I hold jobs for years. I start off at the bottom, I work my way up, and within a year, I'm in a position that I never thought I could have imagined. And a lot of that has to do with me really stepping up to the plate and believing in myself. People are going to tell you all the time, like, you can't do this you don't have the experience that your background isn't proper well who the hell are they to tell you that like they started someone-
0: watch me work watch exactly. me work I get it like okay mm-hmm.
1: the best the best thing you the can first, do is tell me that I can't do something because I'm gonna prove you wrong and now you're gonna be loud and wrong look at that loud and wrong is what right. you're gonna do. right so I say that if you are really determined to get something in and do something right and better yourself so you can better your family or your friends or whatever what, whatever your purpose is, if you believe it, a thousand percent, you're going to make it. It may not always be the easiest road. It may not always be the fastest road, but if you're working for something that is going to make you feel complete, please don't listen to anybody else. Please, I'm telling well,
0: this is a, definitely a motivational speech uh, that I needed. Ori, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what is your purpose?
1: Oh, man. I I'm, Honestly, my purpose is just I want to leave the world a little better than I found it. I don't know what my little is. Um, it could be helping someone find their dream job, sending someone to college, uh, making sure that someone knows that their parents' idea of them or what they're supposed to be isn't necessarily what they're meant to be. And, you know, encouraging them to be something better, whatever that better looks like at whatever capacity, that's my purpose. I just want to make sure that when I leave um, this earth and go to, you know, whatever comes after this, um, that someone looks back and say, you know what? That she, she, she did it for me. That was it. That was it. Um, And I feel like, you know, we're so ingrained into thinking that we have to do such large things like you got to be on the moon, Mm. you got to save a life, you got to whatever. But I often think that we forget that the smaller things are the things that people remember us by. It's it's not always the big thing. So um, (laughs) for what it's worth uh whenever my time is i really just hope that i'm able to have someone who looks on my back on my life and go you know what that that was it or it was it like she she taught me she told me i believed it i did it that i want that to be my legacy that's my purpose
0: oh, that reminds me of something that i read somewhere that really is resonating with me right now um it was, um, challenge yourself, um, to become the person you want to become and be ready to stretch yeah. and fail. So that is what I received from what you yeah. just said. It, yeah. you know, just find the way to be your best self and your purpose in life is to be of service. It sounds like, and I commend you for that because I'm right in line yeah. with you. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something. And I know that I do want to live a life of service and a life of service to others
1: it's um very important to remember that the people that we are now you know women in general and it doesn't even matter whether you're american or whatever women america now have ways of um of flourishing that like years just 20 30 years ago we weren't able to do or, right, to right, or to have or to flourish and um more importantly it always like i'm a huge jay-z fan and um i one of my favorite jay-z songs is beach chair he has a song named beach you know called beach chair and remember uh-huh, one uh-huh. of the, his, his favorite my favorite lines that he goes he, i think he it goes like um hope how did you get so fly i said i'm not being afraid to fall out the sky and it's one of those things like your greatness is really on the other side of your fear. And if you're not afraid to fall, if you're not afraid to fall out of the sky, if you're not afraid to fall on your knees, if you're not afraid to whatever, I feel like you're already ahead of the game because so many people won't even start for the fear of falling. Like you can't even, like once you realize that worst comes to worst, you're going to fall. If you know that that's going to happen and you're like, well, I'm just going to get back up. I feel like you're already ahead of the game and that's so important. Um, And I I, for a really long time was afraid to fall. And that's why I have the confidence at almost 35 to say, you know what, do it. Don't listen to what anyone tells you don't feel don't feel fearful about what anyone tells you that you can't do. Because if you already know that failure is part of the experience, that takes away 50% of the fear, you know.
0: Mm. Right, definitely. So. Oh, I feel I feel like you're speaking to me right now. Not- it must be the wine, girl. It must be the wine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, you are serving. You are serving right now. You are serving. I knew that. I knew speaking with you was going to be this, so I'm not even surprised. Um, I think that you definitely resolve to be intentional and in your purpose, and I do see that, um That you know, happening for you, and it's just a a beautiful thing to be a part of. And just to wrap up really quickly, you know, what I'm getting from this is like, you know, to live in your purpose and, um, you know, invest your time into yourself and, you know, cherish the time that you have and, you know, cling on to the things that make you better. So I definitely love, 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 love the way that you were able to convey that to the listeners. And, you know, any parting words you want to give to them or, you know, how can they find you on, on social media? Um, Spell your name this time, because I don't think you spelled it. Oh, correctly. I
1: did. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um, you can totally find me on social media. I feel like my hands on everything is Ori with a story. It's O-R-I Ori with W-I-T-H story, S-T-O-R-Y. So, Ori with a story. Um, You can find me on IG. Orisil Bejaran on, like, LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, Orisil, my first name is O-R-I-S. E-L, last name Bejaran, B-E-J-A-R-A-N, as in Nancy. Um, my parting words, honestly, is that I know that I make it sound very easy to kind of feel like empowered and great, and you're going to do everything, and woo! Um, this takes time. Um, like I said, I'm going to be 35, and it took me into my 30s to really feel this way and to really figure out who I am, and honestly if you speak to me from a year, a year from now, I may not even be the person who I am right now because we are always evolving. And the truth is that you're not meant to stay the same. That's not, that's the, that's kind of the point. Like you're supposed to change, supposed to want to be different. Um, I just don't want anyone to feel like, Oh yeah, she makes it sound so simple and she's got it together. No, that's the furthest thing from the truth. I guess that I'm just trying to put out there the same vibe that I feel where When I have a bad day, when I am going through things, when I don't feel like myself, I also have to sit down and give myself a pep talk. Like, if you want to sulk for a day or two, that's fine because you're human and your feelings are valid. But then you got to stand up and you got to thug it out. Even when you're insecure of yourself, even when you think that you're not making the right choices sometimes, even when you're not even sure if what you want to do is happening, like, you got to give yourself that pep talk, like, you're that coach and you're, you know, you're coaching Michael Jordan and it's two minutes until the end of the fourth quarter in the championship game. Like you really gotta give yourself it's the oh, accuracy that's what for I'm me. Saying. Like you really gotta sit there, and even if you on inside, and you're a little bit shaky, you gotta believe what you're saying, right? Because now Michael Jordan has right. to believe what you're saying, right? So right. it's one of those things right. where I don't ever want anyone to think that it's easy, it's not easy, and you're always gonna be a work in progress. But if you don't believe in yourself, then why do you think that anyone else should believe in yourself? Like, why should you get that job? Why should you go out for that adventure? Why should you ask for a bonus? Like, why should, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you don't really stand by that pillar in your heart of the words of the foundation that you're building, what are you doing little baby? You, you, not much. Nah, right. Like, so even if you're faking it till you make it, boo the end point is that you gotta make it like that's all you need to right. believe if you're like yo I'm gonna figure it till I make it cool but you gotta put in the work it has you gotta put in the work right. and that is what I want to leave you with so if you wake up tomorrow again you have a hard time cool but we gonna thug it out we gonna thug it out
0: <laughs> <laughs> right right and you know I know a lot of people are in the same position right now a year later uh, after COVID first hit us, you know, I don't want to say a year later after COVID because COVID, you know, didn't hit us until it was already a thing, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, one year after and, you know, during this pandemic and, you know, to the unforeseeable future, um, one thing that I'm taking away from this conversation that I'm very grateful to be having with you is that, you know, do the work. Uh, you know, there is life after, you know, um, loss. What? right there's life after loss and that uh, if you invest in yourself and you believe in yourself there's really nothing else that that you can't do so i want to i want to thank you tremendously i appreciate you i speak greatness into you i know that you're going to be doing amazing things i cannot wait to have you back on just to get a you know update on what you're doing course. and where you are and things like that and, um, guys, please come back, listen again, and, uh, we'll see yeah. you next time. Come what back, funny, we will be here. Her star. You
1: know, listen, you're listening to her podcast now, but I'm telling you, big things are up for her. I for the Oh, thank you. Please. When big, I don't want anyone saying, oh, I used to know you. No. Like, I'm going to ask you if you were listening to this podcast. Right? I had a question to follow up. So, she's a rock star. You guys are.
0: Oh girl, please. You you killed it. You're killing it today. You're killing it. I I can't even thank you enough for your time and your insight. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, you guys. Best of luck.
0: Keep it thank you. Till next time, guys. Bye. (laughs)